now about to witness the strength of knowledge. This is Steve Dace. Raising a banner of bold colors, no pale pastels. People should not be afraid of their governments. Governments should be afraid of their people. Our rights are inherent and essential, derived from our maker. That is liberty, and liberty will reign in America. This is Steve Dace. And greetings and welcome to the Steve Day Show podcast on Westwood One, powered by CRTV. Steve is out traveling today. He's um, just feeling a little bit too warm with temperatures finally up into the uh, into the very, very mild, actually it's really quite frankly hot here in Iowa now. Supposed to get up to 50 today. That's just a little bit too warm for Steve, so he's up. Uh, I think he's heading to Fargo first uh, for speaking engagement up there, and uh, hopefully he does not end up in a wood chipper because then Todd and I would be out of jobs, and that's really what this all is all about. That's that's the only reason why we're here, Todd. I'm sorry, um, smug. It's it's me, effervescent and and smug filling in. Uh, for Steve today. Uh, we just got done taping the uh, TV show. We tried to do as <clears throat> serious of a show as possible, analyzing what went down yesterday uh, with the Michael Cohen raid by the FBI, referred to the FBI by the special counsel, uh, the, the, the Mueller special counsel, what that means politically and legally. We got into a lot of uh, analysis with Jordan Schachtel from uh, CRTV, who has been following this story and uh, many others surrounding it very closely. Also had some fake news or not. Todd, what uh, stood out to you on today's show? Well, uh, Chuck Schumer really, really cares about doing the right thing and getting to the bottom of this whole Donald Trump thing because it's just the right thing to do and he loves his country. Yeah, yeah. You can always, you know, in this time of polarization in our country, you can always count on those old school progressive liberals to really get their condescending hushed tones on and that's exactly what we I mean there's it's like it's like a constant in nature when everything around you is being torn to bits and pieces you can always count on on the uh, dulcet hushed caring tones of our uh, of our leaders like Chuck Schumer stood out to me was um, I'm I'm more and more believing this notion not to conflate political analysis of the Mueller probe with the legal analysis of the Mueller probe. I don't think yesterday really matters politically at all, uh, and I explained why on the TV show. So you want to catch that, crtv.com slash days. It's a Pop Culture Tuesday on the podcast, and before we go anywhere with this, I want to... Um, I, I want to provide some spoilers. I'm going to be talking about a, a video game here who, that just came out. So if there's any gamers who like video games, uh, you might want to skip this and maybe come back a, a little bit later on. Uh, video games is not something I don't think we've ever talked about uh, in depth uh, with much depth. Uh, it's just, oh, I like this video game or this video game's fun. Haven't actually analyzed some of the storylines because quite frankly in video games anymore, there's not a whole lot of storytelling uh, going on, at least not in the popular um, video game culture. You, th- you think about Fortnite, uh, about 
six weeks ago, six to eight weeks ago, I had never heard of this game. One of the, the kids that I live with, I live in, in a, a house, a buddy of mine's house from, from my church, and he's got a couple of sons. He was about to buy a, a PS4, and he really wanted to play Fortnite, and I'd never heard of it. And then after he got the PS4 and started playing Fortnite, um, seems like that's the only thing that's uh, being talked about in the video game world. Uh, and that game is, uh, I think, emblematic of that game has no story. It's just the same thing over and over and over again. Well, there is one series of video games uh, that I've been a fan of for a long time that just released a new game uh, very recently, and that is the Far Cry series. And before I get into that, I want to posit something to you, Todd. I I would say that one of the hallmarks of conservatism is being able to draw fair distinctions. Case in point, I want to give you a negative example um, what progressives see classes. So everything is monolithic. So Christians or the religious vote, everybody is lumped into that category. There are no subdivisions within that category. Uh, the black vote, the white vote, uh, the LGBT vote, there are no distinctions. But whereas with the conservatives, we just talked about last week, we have to draw distinctions because we have to see the world based on as it is, not as how on how we would like it to be. And then from there, um, go, use principles that have shown themselves to be the best for the human condition in order to govern and in order to uh, view the world um, and make decisions based on those principles. So a couple of weeks ago, we had the, or I think it was just last week, we had the conversation about the differences between trade with China and trade with our NAFTA buddies in Mexico and Canada. There are distinctions there. There's not a one-size-fits-all uh, solution for anything. So I think that's one of the hallmarks of conservatism. Would you agree with that, Todd? Among others, absolutely. Yeah, one of one one of the many hallmarks of conservatism. So keep that in mind as I talk about this. It was probably uh, by been eight nine years ago. My brother had just uh, built a, a computer, pretty nice, and he had this game on there called Far Cry. And uh, the the graphics at the time were just amazing. And I loved um, to play that game as much as I could. Um, it you know it's it's an adult game that's for sure um, it's it's not something you want your kids to be playing but I was hooked on Far Cry ever since then uh, hallmarks of the game um, fun single player storylines pretty good stories and just beautiful get graphics so it's just a fun experience to play and the storylines are good in Far Cry they never really have gotten it to my mind super political. Uh, the exception would be the second one, uh, but the rest of of the Far Cry games have been fairly just just telling a good story and then letting you immersing you in that story and letting you make decisions based on how you play the game as to whether you're really a good guy or a bad guy in the game. It's not a role playing game; it's just how you play the game and in your own it kind of kind of making up in your own mind, um, uh, making the right choices. Well, the latest Far Cry game, Far Cry 5, was released just a couple of uh, weeks ago, if, if even that. And progressive gaming culture, which is a big swath of gaming culture, I would say, from my vantage point. I'm not a huge gamer, and I, I hardly even have time for video games anymore as it is. They're losing their poop. They're, they're vacillating between losing their poop on this game 
and being extremely confused. Now, the first Far Cry game was set in a fictional island paradise. The second one was set in a fictional African savanna. The third one was set, again, in a tropical paradise. That was my favorite one. Fourth one was set in the mountains, somewhere in a fictional southeast, uh, not southeast, but Asian, kind of a Tibetan-type country. The fifth one is set in Montana, in Hope County, Montana. And you play uh, at the role of a sheriff's deputy who arrives in Hope County, Montana, to help the local law enforcement deal with a religious cult. And they make this really obvious in the very first trailer. I I think it was about a year ago I saw the first trailer. They make this uh, very obvious that your job is to take down this cult in this game, this religious cult. And there's a lot in this cult. There's a lot of religious imagery, a lot of Christian imagery as well. And I thought, oh boy... I'm going to have to skip this one. I don't think I can put up with this. I didn't like where this was going. But then I saw a character reveal, even last year, of one of your allies in the game. And one of your allies is actually a Catholic priest in this congregation. And and his character reveal is amazing. He's quoting from, I think, one of the Psalms talking about... um, Talking about... um, uh, being you know, taking care of a wolf, taking care of your flock, and uh, he's—you think he's re- he's sitting in this um, burned-out kind of chapel that uh, apparently the cult has destroyed, and you think that he's reading from a Bible, but then you zoom in over his shoulder, and actually in that Bible is is a gun, and his whole shtick, uh, as I understand it from the video game, is just protecting his own flock from these cultists. And so that kind of that kind of piqued my interest a little bit more because you don't I was not expecting there to be you know I, I somewhat of uh, I, any religious uh, authority maybe if it was it was going to be some sort of syncretistic religious uh, um, uh, authority on your side nothing that would actually try to make Christians look good or make anything right of center look good because this just this whole thing looked like agate prop to me from the very beginning. Fast forward to now when it's released, and now these video these, these game reviews are out. And again, spoiler alert, spoiler alerts: there are some progressives who are very confused and are losing their poop because there are some good guys, people on your team, who are right wingers, and they they're, they they progressives that I've seen can't even with that. In fact, one of the good guys uh, on, on one of the side plots in the mission uh, refers to them Obama-loving uh, what, what does he say? Uh, those Obama-loving uh, libtards. And this guy is a good guy. I think the reason why progressives are vacillating on this game... Now, this... I'm not trying to put put up Far Cry 5 as a paragon of of conservative it's it's not the ending is nihilistic the cult wins actually in the end no matter which you can choose your own adventure at the end and no matter which way you slice it the cult the cult wins at the end of the game so it's extremely nihilistic but on that way to nihilism far cry 5 i think ubisoft and montreal this is a ubisoft montreal production they for the most part i think accidentally stumbled upon drawing some distinctions that you just don't get from the left nowadays. And I thought that that was really interesting. Because, again, as I said, one of the hallmarks of Far Cry has been telling a good story and then letting you make choices as the player 
as to what the story is is going to end up as and what kind of a person you are going to be within that story. And I think accidentally they drew some distinctions. That that guy calling Obama loving libtards, that's not the only example. You have constantly, uh, the, well, th- through most of the game, you have the Catholic priest as well who is on your side, but who is not a, a bloodthirsty trying to get these cultists. He's just trying to protect his own flock. At one time, he tells your character that uh, he needs to repent of his anger. Otherwise, he's no better than those that he's trying to defeat, uh, because at one point you do you do have anger issues. Your character has anger issues in the game, so it's not a perfect representation. I haven't even played the whole thing. I've most of what I know is through cutscenes and watching videos on YouTube. But Todd, I thought this was an interesting uh, observation because you just don't get this type of storytelling from video games that often. And when it is, it's it's uh, something that's completely amoral or trying to play both sides. But this time, Far Cry 5 actually showed on its way to nihilism <laughs> at the end. Actually showed some, I think, unintentional un- unintentional conservatism by uh, drawing some distinctions between, all right, there's some right-wingers who are actually good guys on this game. There are some right-wingers uh, who are uh, call themselves Christians who are completely uh, off of the deep end. They are a uh, religious cult. This is like the Waco uh, cult from back in the day on steroids. Uh, there are some of these guys, and then there's also... Uh, you've got Catholics on your side as well who are trying to fight back against these guys. So there's not this um, monolithic portrayal of the right in America that I was uh, fearing going into this game. Well, if you're interested in reality on any level, uh, you will ultimately come across... Uh, many of the different dynamics uh, that you laid out here. Uh, if you aren't, in the video game in particular, yeah, you'll lock yourself in the world of uh, Pokemon and uh, I never come out or whatever world you choose where everything is, and of course, a lot of these people would probably, I've never played it, but uh, would have no problem, you know, going out and, you know, selling crack and, uh, uh hunting down hookers like in what was that grand theft auto Auto, that's probably that that level of reality is fine with them but uh if if you are confronted by the full richness of and this is something you know uh, conservatives are guilty of uh too they insulate themselves against reality uh reality uh, for them it's just wearing their uh sunday best and the legalism that uh, aaron so often talks about um and if you know a beggar uh was laying down in the street in front of you you know you'd step over them and make sure you didn't get uh uh any dirt on your hands so uh, i i like this game uh, uh aaron's description of it haven't seen it haven't played it uh but because it has a a warts and all uh, quality to it, uh, that's uh, not only real life, but that's very much uh, faith. I, I have no idea who... Aaron, do you know much about the creators of these games? Well, like I said, this is a Ubisoft Montreal production, and they are very much the, the techies uh, of the world. They, I don't think they're much uh, dissimilar to... And I, the, as I understand, as from all of the 
research that I have done, most video game creators and developers are are very much left of of center. And that you, you're right, this is a warts and all. Uh, I think the reaction. Uh, from some of the reviewers to the actual messages in the video games uh, is is very telling because on the one hand they really like the stereotype of the cultist Christian who is forcibly uh, forcing their worldview and forcing uh, forcing their 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 um, their beliefs upon you in this video game that's taken to the nth degree and they like shooting those guys in the head but then you've got this Catholic priest over here who's also uh, you know, very invested in his worldview as well, who's actually a good guy. And you also have another good guy who's not necessarily uh, a Christian at all, but who, ha- who you know, refers to Obama-loving libtards, who's also a good guy on this game, and they just can't even with that. And I think that says a lot about their worldview, incapable, seemingly, of drawing any sort of distinction between different factions amongst amongst people. Because in the end, I think this goes back to the progressive worldview, uh, all humans are basically good, except for the bad ones. But we won't talk about them. All humans are basically good. And so... I, I'm 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 a I'm a good guy, but yet the, I I'm I'm fighting against those. But there, then then I've I've got this other person on my team, speci- uh, you know, uh, apparently on my team, who's also fighting against those. But they're they're connected somehow. It just does not compute uh, these distinctions between okay, that person's really off the deep end. This person just believes differently than you, but um, they're they're against that person as well. I think it says a lot about their worldview that they cannot see the forest through the trees because of their warped view of of human nature well guess what you just described Uh, a cult that's what's funny about this they're the cult they are the cult (laughs) they are absolutely the cult uh they uh, they must themselves become an other and therefore all of the rest of reality uh again the warts and all reality is um anathema uh, to them, it, it's not something that they can have a uh, conversation with. It must be eliminated or swallowed whole uh, into exist its own existence. I mean, heck, we don't we we, we just got done talking uh, a little bit last week about the Great Commission, but you know, we don't even as Christians uh, go forth to all the world, absolutely. But we have we shake the dust from our feet. Okay, go your own way, man. I mean, cults do not abide that i mean it is they, they go they, their great commission is to go the other direction uh insulate themselves uh until up and until the point where there's a level of critical mass a level of strength and then those cults tend to lash out uh often violently uh and eliminate anything that uh does not uh accept its doctrine and I hope, see this, freedom is increasingly finding some very strange bedfellows. Uh, that That is a very good thing. I hope many of these gamers are paying uh, attention to the fact that they've been part of a scam. Uh, and that there is a different and better way, which is not to say you need to become a character of anybody or anything. You do not have to uh, drink the Kool-Aid on any one set of ideas. Uh, 
you go, go right ahead and pick and choose uh, accordingly. Don't become a, a stereotype. And then have the courage of your convictions to defend each and every one of those ideas in the arena of ideas. And then tomorrow, your collection of what you believe to be true and not true may look a little different because you've uh, used the appropriate filter to, to seek something beyond just pleasuring yourself with whatever, uh, whether it's a video game lie or some other lie, a perfect little fake world uh, that you can, uh, I mean, listen, uh, all these people to some degree live in their mom's basement, whether it's literally or figuratively, okay? That's a cave. Uh, Read your uh, Play-Doh and leave that cave. It's a better world out there, and this game is at least... Uh, showing you uh, that the the shadows that you're regularly uh, involved with are uh, silly, they're a lie, um, and if it takes a video game uh, to slap you free from that world, um, fantastic, whatever it takes. Well said, Todd. Uh, one more thing I want to talk about today for Pop Culture Tuesday is, uh, have you heard... Todd, we, t- we had a lot of discussion about the XFL uh, when that announcement was made a- about a month and a half ago. Uh, have you heard of the Alliance of American Football? I, I have. I heard them talking about it on sports radio a couple weeks ago. You, yeah. you haven't heard of it yet? Well, I, I kind of had, but I didn't really, I didn't really, I, I don't know, it didn't, didn't really register to me. But uh, I, I guess three weeks ago, this um, Alliance of American Football, a new football league, was announced. Uh, they have already, they're going to start uh, about a year before the XFL starts. They already have CBS on board uh, to broadcast their first game and their championship game. And CBS Sports Network, which is a cable subsidiary, is is going to be broadcasting a game a week as well, which is great. Uh, great already that they have that. Uh, their board is made up of uh, Dick Ebersol, who's an executive for NBC. Um, I'm sorry, Charlie. Uh, Charlie Ebersol is the CEO. He's a documentary filmmaker for ESPN. Dick Ebersol is uh, on the board of directors. They've got Troy Polamalu involved as uh, head of player relations. Heinz Ward, uh, Jared Allen, Justin Tuck, all these guys. Uh, names that you recognize serving, uh, not serving, but uh, working in some capacity for the Alliance of American Football. They're opening up, um, going to open up with eight teams, it sounds like. They all have already announced the first one. It's in Orlando. They don't know the, the actual mascot of the team, but it's in Orlando. They've already hired a coach. It's Steve Spurrier, which is another name you recognize. Longtime uh, head coach in the college ranks. Most recently, I think with South Carolina, he reached out to Tim Tebow. Uh, that was a story as well, and uh, invited him to come play quarterback for his team. Uh, Todd Compared to, uh, we know that there's a market. Well, we think that there's maybe a market for an alternative to the NFL. Do you think, from any of the, the what you've heard or any research that you've done or read about uh, this new league that's going to be probably going neck and neck with the XFL, do you think they have any better or worse shot uh, at face value than the XFL does at eventually taking on the NFL? Oh, I don't think they have a better or worse shot. I, 
I I I was impressed with the general uh, lay of the land. Uh, I didn't like the fact that they were starting immediately after the Super Bowl. Uh, I believe Steve uh, talked about starting right around now, didn't he? Like after March yep. Madness. Yep. Um, uh, I mean, heck, I'm a, I don't, I'm a little football out. It doesn't, and if your product is by, it will be lesser. Certainly at the start, I, I don't know. I think you you would want a little gap in time. Other than that, though, um, it sounded uh, relatively sober minded. But whether either one of these exceeds has really. Uh, yeah, you got to have smart people doing, you know, being able to walk and chew bubblegum at the same time. But, Aaron, don't you think whether they survive or fail has more to do with the NFL than yeah. how, how well they do? Now, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm like I – with the NFL, I'm like I am with the Convention of States. I mean, it wouldn't have been very long ago I would have just called these efforts stupid. Um, there's nothing that they can do uh, to break the NFL and the Convention of States. Uh, you know what I thought about that. I, I mean, I still have concerns about it, but I think it comes to a point where you take for granted your blessings. You can only do that for so long, and and then you deserve the natural consequences of your action, which is actions, which is why I'm pro convention of states now and why I'm pro uh, somebody uh, taking a bite out of uh, the NFL. That product, like uh, its its media uh, partner ESPN, the, those two entities had it on easy street, and all they had to do was continue to go forward, respecting their medium and their customers, and they chose to disrespect both of them. So I am, uh, while quite, I can't imagine in the near term. Sitting down and with this stuff as appointment television, I I, I, ju- I just can't because I'm already in many respects not that way with the NFL. I've just got stuff going on with my own kids. I'm still a huge Packer fan, um, but I'll I'll actually applaud for them to be a huge success as long as the NFL and its media partners continue to be so ridiculously arrogant and insufferable. I'm still stuck on the part of that uh, diatribe where you said I'm a little footballed out. What the hell is wrong with you? Well, what? Why do you hate America? Man, you, 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 there's only these guys are um, they great on you, man. You know that it's it's. And plus, I'm a baseball fan. I'm a soccer fan. I mean, I can. I, I oh, am, that's why you're a soccer. I fan. was. Okay. I was. Well, yeah, didn't you rip on baseball too? Uh, opening day or something? I was on Twitter. I, I wasn't think. ripping on baseball. I was just saying it's football season again. That's all. Yeah. No. And all the, all of your baseball fiends came after me. See, when I was a kid, uh, you. There were times to put your glove away and get out the football, and 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 vice versa. And I I'm still very much locked into that. I don't I I, I mean like the draft is coming up, and th- this is where Steve and I are totally different. And Steve gets a a pass because Steve works just as hard uh, on on uh, studying theology and being a family man and any number of things uh, along with being a sports fan. That's his release. But we we just have a culture of man children who sit and obsess over football all year long. I, I mean, I you couldn't pay me enough to sit and watch the draft. That's that, that's just not even remotely in my wheelhouse of uh, interests. So, um, 
Yeah, I, I doubled down, man. I doubled down. Don't taunt me with this. It's always football season You're a piece stuff. of work. You are a piece of work. I, I, um, I happen to think that if any... Uh, there's, there's something in, in business called a, a USP, a unique selling proposition. And there's going to be some rules here and there, it sounds like, with uh, this league, Alliance of American Football, that, uh, that will make it somewhat unique. The XFL, it sounds like, their unique selling proposition, and it is unique now because of what's happening to the NFL. So long as what's happening to the NFL now continues to happen, their unique selling proposition, the XFL's unique selling proposition will remain unique, and that is America. The XFL's USP is America. That's that's the way it was last time. That sounds like it's the way that... Uh, what's his face is, is going to make it again. Vince McMahon is going to make it again when it launches. As great as all of these names sound for the Alliance of American Football, and I'm excited. I'm, I'm a football junkie, Todd. That's why I say it's football season right now. And after, you know, after March Madness is over, I was, oh man, I was looking at the schedule for like how many days is it until August 26th or 27th or whenever when the football, the college football season kicks off. I was I was looking at that last Friday and it's so far away but I digress. I don't know what the this this new league's USP is. Steve Spurrier they they've got big names. That's that's great Steve Spurrier is a good coach to have. That's you know that's nothing to sneeze at. It's not some no-name uh, AFL coach uh, out there somewhere. That you know that's that's good. You know, he's getting paid $500,000. That's not too bad for a head coach for a startup football league. Other than that, though, other than some names that they know, I don't get how the uh, America, or Alliance of American Football is going to – how they're going to sell themselves other than we're an NFL light. And um, that's – I mean, that's in many ways what the gameplay of the XFL will probably be like. But at least with them, their brand, it sounds like, will be bathed in some form of Americana patriotism that's going to be unique to them so long as the NFL continues to let the players politicize the game. And the NFL itself, from an administrative standpoint, continues to politicize their own sport. And you're absolutely right. Uh, As far as ESPN, NFL at all goes, you had one job to do. Play the games. Make them make make the rules. Don't screw up the rules. Don't go. Don't don't screw up what it uh, you know catches and what it isn't. Stick to the game. But they couldn't do that, and so now we're actually talking somewhat seriously about these startup football leagues coming back. And from a football from a fan perspective, more football to me is better as long as it's you know on TV. I, I think that's good, and I'll probably watch it. Um, uh, from a fan perspective, that's great. But from like an analysis, a business analysis, XFL, I think we'll have a niche. Um, not so sure about this one, but we'll see. We'll see. Final thoughts, Todd? Final thoughts. Well, that's definitely too much football. Uh, but my final thoughts in general, um, talk today on the uh, television show, a lot about um, this presidency and the distraction uh, that is our uh, the constant distraction that is our political dialogue. Uh, there is so little good fruit uh, on this tree, and we may be getting 
closer to um, the, the the big payoff for Mueller or for this thing going away. But we have devolved into a perpetual state of gazing at the lint in our navel uh, and calling it Hiroshima. I, 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 I'm so bored by talking about this, covering it, uh, and bored by watching other people frothing at the mouth constantly who should know better, but they don't. So we, here we go. Yeah, there's, uh, there are so many fake people out there. Just so many people who are just frauds. You tweeted that yesterday. So, did something make you snap? I saw that. that no, was it's just, it's just, there are so many people out there who are just they're not what they, not what they think, um, not what you think they are, especially in, uh, in conservative media, I would say, especially. Uh, and it's, it's so frustrating to watch both, both sides of the aisle, but especially people who, uh, think, uh, who you would normally think are wearing your jersey, and it's just, uh, I was in burn it down mode for a little while, and then I just stopped, you know, I got off of Twitter. Um, when I'm home, because of homework and stuff, because I'm taking a couple of classes, I don't have access to Twitter and Facebook when I'm, uh, except for on my phone, but it's, you know, it's difficult to do it. So I, I'm pretty much, once I leave work, I'm pretty much off of Twitter and Facebook, uh, and so that was kind of nice. I recommend that when you go home for the day from your job, don't get on Twitter and Facebook. Not that everybody can be like we are on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, tomorrow, uh, it's me effervescence with smug. Uh, we'll play a buy, sell or hold. Find me on Twitter or email Aaron at Steve Your buy, sell, hold suggestions. We'll have a grand old time. Hopefully playing that until tomorrow. Mike is six, eight. Steve Dace. I like it, you.